Our second reading this morning is Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. Hear the word of God. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, The words of the first and the last who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. And the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. Good morning, church. Let us pray once more. Heavenly Father, we praise you for the opportunity to worship your holy name, sing your songs, and listen to your voice. Help us to understand this morning more about the beauty of a faithful church. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. What a joy to be with you again, all of us in fellowship, to listen to the great things the Lord is doing with the college students. I'm glad to see Laiane. She's a Brazilian fellow with her husband. His name? Uh, they live in Collegeville. They came here to worship us, uh, worship the Lord with us, not us. Sorry about that. <laughs> worship the Lord with us. <laughs> and we are so glad. <laughs> the only one who worship here is Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> My fault. Uh, each generation's most significant musical success indicates what a large part of that generation thinks and what its actual values are. Sadly, most of today's musical hits contain sexual content between people who do not have a stable relationship between them. This is portrayed of what the Polish sociologist Zygmunt Bauman called liquid modernity. Such a society frees itself from the traditional mechanism of social order. Contemporary society is marked by the end of standards, stability, security, and certainties. This is mainly reflected in people's lack of relational commitment. They specialize in using each other to satisfy their perceived personal needs. Given this church, relationships last until a new passion emerges. Interest in marriage has dropped and friendships last until the first disagreement. So, what these people don't understand is that as beings created in God's image, we were made to enjoy eternal relationships. And so, there is no beauty in fleeting personal relationships. 
On the other hand, we are enchanted by the beauty of lasting love that resists the years and the difficulties that life presents to us. Today, we will meditate on the beauty of a faithful church. We are facing one of the two churches that have received nothing but praise from the Lord. The other church was a church in Philadelphia. So, something peculiar about the letters to the seven churches is that many comments about the spiritual condition of the church had a clear connection with the historical reality of the city as a whole. For example, Smyrna was a poor church in a prosperous city. Smyrna was a rival of Ephesus and it was considered the most beautiful city in the uh, Asian minor. It was considered the ornament, the crown, and the flower of Asia. It was a commercial city with prosperity. In that city, there was a poor church. A church who was struggling a lot in a city existing with wealth. Today, it is the only surviving city uh, of the seven churches. The city is Izmir in Turkey. I had the privilege to visit this city uh, in 2012. And sadly, is a 100% Muslim city. So in this place, the Lord is encouraging his church. The church was facing death in a city that had died and risen again and 600 before Christ this city was destroyed but in 200 BC Lysimarchs rebuilt it so when Christ mentions in this letter that he was dead but he is alive the city understood what the Lord was talking about he was talking about his own experience but the city experienced that as well the city was also considered the most faithful city to the roman empire even before the romans become an empire they used to be loyal to roman and in this place the lord is calling his church to be loyal to jesus christ so in this background the lord is talking to a church, struggling, but also encouraging them to keep faithful. Being a Christian in Smyrna meant losing one's possession in life. This poor and persecuted church only receives praise from the Lord. Faithfulness unto death was a hallmark of this church. But how can we learn from this church to be a faithful church in 2024 at Huntsdon Valley. Fidelity or fidelity is a fundamental principle of a Christian life. We find true beauty in faithfulness, mainly when it is demonstrated in the face of pain. It's not hard to be faithful in a prosperous time. It is not, not hard to be faithful in a safe 
place where we get some advantages. But this church was facing a troubled time through their faith in Jesus Christ. But they were still faithful. So learning from the Smyrna church, how to enjoy the beauty of a loyal love until death. The first truth we find in this precious Bible passage. We can enjoy the beauty of a loyal love, not allowing the pains of life to mark our hearts or to make our hearts bitter. If you take a look back in the verse 8 of chapter 2, and to the angel of the church in Smyrna, write the words of the first and the last who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich and the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are synagogue of Satan. So the tribulation the church was facing in the original Greek is the word "lipsis," that literally means pressure. They were, they were not facing the normal tribulation everybody generally faces when living these broken worlds, but they were receiving pressure from the world as consequence of their faith in Jesus Christ. Believers in Smyrna were being attacked and killed. They were, they were forced to worship the emperor as God. And once they threw 1,200 believers from the top of the Pagos Mountains. And another time more 800. So imagine... Sometimes we face minor problems and we start wondering and questioning God's care upon us. Those believers were facing death as consequence of their love. It was a church under lots of pressure. But the Lord mentions, I know your pressures. I'm aware. I'm aware of what you are facing how do we understand God's love during persecution? How can we know the Father's love for His only begotten Son when He gave Him as a sacrifice? Where the beloved is sacrificed, love is hidden. This is the Good Friday when the Lord allows His children to go through tribulation. He's building his kingdom through those tribulation and persecution, saving people and also building Christ in us. So this is what the Lord is telling that church under persecution. I know your tribulation. And beyond that, I know also your poverty. Poverty is not a curse. It's not a curse. James says that God chooses the poor of the world to be rich in faith. James chapter 2 verse 5. We have more poor Christians around the world serving the Lord with faithfulness than rich ones. If the Lord gave us the opportunity to live in a wealthy country, 
We have comfortable lives. Uh, praise His name. We are so grateful. But those believers were living in a prosperous city, but they were poor. And you know why? Most of them were slaves. Christianity gave honor and dignity for those fellows. So most of the new Christians were women who saw value, the real value the Bible and the God, the Creator gave to all, every single human being, and also slaves. But some other Christians from different classes, they became poor due to the persecution. Some of them were losing their possessions. And also, some of them were not cheating anymore in business. There were some clubs regarding personal uh, professions. And as now those men were Christians, they were not allowed to lie or cheat each other or be dishonest. So now, poverty became a reality. But when the Lord identifies that, He said... I know your poverty, but you are rich. And also this church was facing defamation. The Jews were spreading false rumors about the Christians. Minds were being poisoned. The believers in the Smyrna were being accused of horrible things. And the devil is the accuser. And he's the father of lies. Those who use the weapon of frivolous accusation are identified by the Lord as synagogue of Satan. And there was a huge Jewish influence in that city. And since the first century, the Jews were the greatest persecutors of the church. When we look to the book of Acts, we realize they persecuted Paul in Antioch, in Acts 13, in Iconium, Acts 14, in Lystra, Acts 14, 19, in Thessalonica, Acts 17. And the book of Acts ends with Paul being persecuted by them in Rome. They considered themselves Jews, but then the Lord identifies who they are really were they say they are Jews and are not but are synagogue of Satan to a church persecuted by false Jews the Lord said it is Satan who is persecuting you every single person who defames Christ or those who faithfully proclaim the gospel, promotes the work of Satan, and fights Satan's war, or war. The Lord just showed that church they were under a spiritual war warfare. It was not just a normal problem. It was not just a normal thing. They faced a spiritual warfare, but the Lord said, I know your tribulation I know your poverty. I know those who are lying. And beyond that, 
you will face more stress. When we look to the verse 10, the Lord says, or the Lord says, Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested. And for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I'll give you the crown of life. That's interesting. To a church who was already under huge tribulation, the Lord said, it will come more. You will face more. The devil will throw some of you in prison. But beyond allowing that, because the Lord had a purpose, the Lord established the time to be just 10 days. The Lord is saying, I'm in control even of that. Just 10 days. And be faithful unto death. If it will be necessary in these tests, keep faithful and do not deny my name. So that church didn't allow bitterness come to their hearts. And the way they had success in that was understand God's sovereign plan upon their lives. Every single year, 2,000 Christians at least are killed by believing in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If God's sovereign plan allowed us to live in a safe, at least now it is safe country, uh, we are so grateful, but we need to understand we have brothers and sisters now worshiping the Lord and waiting at any time somebody shows up and kills them by their faith in Jesus Christ. The Lord is sovereign and He allows persecution to show His love in people's hearts and to impact that people those locals but the great thing regarding this church they didn't allow bitterness against God come to their hearts if you are under persecution at school college to your work among your relatives because you love Jesus in this morning you need to remember the Lord is in control of everything don't be discouraged. He's saying, I know every single challenge you are facing as consequence of my name. But I also determined the time this tribulation will stay in your life, remain in your life. But we can enjoy the beauty of a faithful church and love when we have also a biblical view of what success is what true success is look again in the verse 9 when the Lord says I know your poverty but you are rich as we saw as consequence of their faithfulness many of them became poor in a rich city 
they were considered by the locals as a poor people, second, third class. But the Lord is telling them, they were rich before God. They were spiritual rich. They had no treasures on earth, but that church had treasures in heaven. The Smyrna church was poor before men, but rich before God. The wealthy of a church is not the beauty of its temple, furniture. The wealthy of a church is Christ acting in that church, saving people, displaying his love and grace through the church. So this is why the Lord is telling them, you are rich, even though everyone considers you poor. Another group had a false perception of themselves in that city. They used to say they were Jews and the Lord said, no, you are not. You are synagogue of Satan. People have wrong perspective about themselves because they get their own view from the world, from what the world tells them they are but we need to understand we are what the Bible says we are. We are the children of God. We are the people who are proclaiming God's salvation in this broken world everywhere He just put us to serve. So even though sometimes the world say we are not beautiful, we are not smart, we are not the best, we are just... Uh, some people with wrong and strange ideas, we are the people of the covenant, sharing the good news of salvation in this broken world. We are rich. There is nobody more important in this world than Christ's church. And we need to understand that even during troubled times, even when we are facing struggles so while the world evaluates men by what they have Jesus evaluates men by their relationship with him it is important to be rich toward God towards God and it is important to lay up treasures in heaven it is essential to be like the apostle Peter you remember when he said I do not have gold or silver, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus, the Nazarene walk. If we have the Lord and Lord's word, we have the real wealthy, this broken world needs. And we need to boldly share in every single opportunity. I remember... The first missionary trip we took to Rwanda back in 2011 with a team from my church in Japan. We went to an impoverished village where the sanctuary was made of clay. It had only four old benches where the, only the older ladies used to sit. The rest of the people just sat on the ground, on the floor. But the sense of God's presence was so glorious that it flooded that place with emotion and joy. 
That was when a member of my church, Japan, came to me and said, Pastor, they are the rich and we are the poor. We have all the comfort in the world, but we don't have half of their joy. God's presence, joy, peace, and all the characteristics of the fruits of the Spirit were present in that church. Our financial condition, our health condition, our family condition change all the time and waves but our relationship with our Lord Jesus can keep growing and growing from one glory to the other and we can become richer and richer in his presence every single day of our lives regardless the circumstances in a church under huge pressure the Lord said you are rich and finally, we can keep enjoying the beauty of a faithful church by sacrificing ourselves for the love of Christ. We need to be willing to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of Christ. Notice in verse 10 again, the Lord said, do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. That you may be tested. And for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. As we saw, those believers were poor, persecuted, imprisoned. And now the Lord is encouraging them, if necessary... They should face death for God's sake. It is being faithful to the point of dying for that loyalty. It is preferable to die than deny Jesus. Our Savior was obedient until death and death on the cross. He went from the cross to the crown. This line was also drawn for the church of Smyrna. The Lord said, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. We find many people denying Jesus for a relationship, for a job that will require you negotiate your Christian values. There are many reasons people are denying Jesus for some advantage in this broken world. But this won't last. This will bring just disappointments. Maybe a short moment of joy. And the Lord is using a poor, weak church and say, You will struggle. Yes, some of you, death. But I will sustain you. And this trial will remain just for 10 days. But if it is necessary... You face the death because I'll, I'll meet you. I'll give you the crown of life. I will reward you and give you a great reward in New Jerusalem. We just saw in the Sunday school, it will be different levels of rewards in new heaven and earth. And those who served God 
with intentionality, faithfulness, love, will receive a wonderful reward and treasure in heaven. So the Lord is encouraging that church. The Tower of Smyrna claimed to be the first, but then in verse 11, the Lord Jesus shows who is. He, say, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. The church's bishop, Polycarp, a disciple of the Apostle John, in the year 155, he was couched and dragged into the arena, and they tried to intimidate him with the beasts. They threatened him with fire. And then he replied to the Procos, quote, You're treating me with a fire that can only burn for a few moments? Respecting the fire of coming judgment and eternal punishment reserved for the wicked. But why do you delay? Do what you have to do immediately. His tormentors tried to force him to blaspheme Christ. But he responded, I have served him for 86 years. And he has always done me good. How can I blaspheme my Savior and Lord who saved me? The furious, the furious enemies burned him alive. While he prayed and thanked Jesus for the privilege of dying for his sake. The Lord is calling us. To remain faithful. Thanks be to God. We are still free in this country. But we don't know for how long. We don't know what challenges the Lord will allow us to face in future. For his sake. But we need to be intentional and faithful. And just dig deeper in our relationship with him. Because time will come. In the last generation. In the great tribulation, where persecution will be everywhere. Not just in North Korea, not just in India, but everywhere. But when this time comes, we should not fear. Our Lord will be with us. As the Lord was with this church. But in our days, regarding the challenges we have now. With family, extended family, co-workers, classmates. You have your own challenges regarding your faith. The Lord is calling us to be faithful. Up to the point of death. Do not negotiate God's truth. Do not negotiate Christ's value. Love him above all, everything, anything. You may lose some friends. 
long-term relationships. You will probably disappoint many people, many people, but the Lord promises a reward. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. The second death is hell. Those who denied God's truth, persecuted Christ and his church will face the second death. But that day, in that day, we will rejoice in the Lord's presence. Listening his voice welcoming us unto his eternal rest. And there will be no death anymore or tears or suffering or persecution. This must bring, bring hope to our hearts. Close your eyes. Let's pray. Let's ask to the Lord the grace to be a faithful church. You know your trials, your tribulations. You know the eclipses, the pressures upon your life. But the grace of God will sustain you like sustained the church of Smyrna. Heavenly Father, we praise your holy name. We praise you because in this broken world, you left to us great examples of faithfulness. And we praise your holy name because the church of Smyrna taught us how to serve you while we face trials. You know your people, your flock, and I just ask you to give every single heart here the grace to remain faithful, the grace to keep serving you. May your Holy Spirit to give us guidance to share your truth and to say no for any kind of sin that is trying to push us far away from your presence. Help us to be light among the darkness. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.